Okay. I saw the comments loud and clear in the previous episode. However, you it was pretty evident that you guys were big on a different player that the New Jersey Devils should have their eye on. So we're going to talk about that in today's episode. And also, I'm going to give you guys a brief preview before my big day of being a credentialed media member for tonight's game against the New York Islanders. We have a lot to talk about in today's episode of Locked on Devils. Buckle up, everybody. Your Locked on Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked on Devils with Trey Matthews. All righty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer, and also Devils writer for Pucks and Pitchforks, Trey Matthews. So I heard your comments loud and clear in the previous episode. It seems like a majority of you are not on board with trading for Patrick Kane. I can understand your reasons why, and in today's episode, I'm actually going to do a follow-up to that uh, silly season discussion because it was pretty evident that you guys were not big on Patrick Kane. However, you were big on Timo Meyer. Now, I feel as though that's a discussion that's been a long time coming because we've been hearing the rumors since like May saying maybe the San Jose Sharks will trade away Timo Meyer. Maybe one of the suitors will be the New Jersey Devils. I didn't do it during the course of the summer. But like I said, it's been a long time coming. But it's going to be a shorter trade discussion type of episode. And I'll explain why once we get there. But let me explain my reasoning in the previous episode. So my thing for the New Jersey Devils is, is like I'm still teeter-tottering as to who they are as a team. Because let's face it, no one projected for them to be this good. Are they contending for the Stanley Cup? Are we trying to be just a solid playoff team? Are we just coasting by? Obviously, that's not the not the answer. I'm just giving out some options here. But the New Jersey Devils have exceeded a lot of people's expectations. And since we're, um, we're at the month of December, the season is in full swing. It's just like, where do the New Jersey Devils go from here? Because we're one of the best teams in the NHL for right now. I thought I wouldn't be saying this sentence at this point in the year, but here we are. So you do have to have those kind of questions like, what, what direction are the New Jersey Devils going to go in? Because are we at the point where we contend for a Stanley Cup or are they just trying to work with what they got and see what happens during the course of the playoffs? Because quite honestly, guys, if the New Jersey Devils are wanting to compete for a Stanley Cup, which, by the way, I, I like I said, I didn't think I would be having this kind of thought or discussion at this point of the year. But here we are. So if the New Jersey Devils are trying to compete for a cup, I'd say this. They have to add one or two more pieces because we're still one of the youngest teams in the NHL. But like many of you said, and I agree with you in this case, and I brought up in the previous episode, which is uh, do some moves, but don't gut the organization. So I talked about a lot of prospects that aren't going to be given a chance to showcase what they can do because unfortunately the New Jersey Devils are just stacked with young players and it's a good problem to have. So I'm not saying trade away people like Shimon Nemetz or Lou Hughes, Alexander Holtz, Kevin Ball, whatever the case might be, but you do need to just question like, what are we going to do with the rest of the prospects that maybe were projected to do well, but are they seriously going to be given a legitimate chance to showcase what they could do at the NHL level? But Anyway, it doesn't have to be Patrick Kane. We could talk about other players that the New Jersey Devils can pursue, like someone maybe Timo Meyer and his presence. Now, 
here's the thing about Timo Meyer. This is what we're going to talk about in the first segment, which is what could Timo Meyer bring to the Devils organization? And then in the second segment, I'll talk about if it's a realistic option for the New Jersey Devils. So for Timo Meyer, he is just a big guy. He stands six foot one and he weighs 220 pounds. Not to mention he is 26 years of age. So he is eight years younger than Patrick Kane. So something that you guys brought up a lot in your comments was that you fear that Patrick Kane is a little too old, a little too washed up. But like I said, his worst is still better than most people's best. And Patrick Kane is one of the best to ever play the game of hockey. And quite honestly, I wouldn't mind having him on the roster if it's for the right price. And But for Timo Meyer, I think he fits the mold perfectly, which is he has good production, he's young, and he can provide a lot of upside to the Devils organization. So this year for Timo Meyer, he has appeared in 29 games. He has 13 goals, 12 assists for a grand total of 25 points, and he has a plus-minus of minus nine. Now, he did get off to a pretty slow start to the season, but he's starting to pick it up. So we are no strangers to players having slow starts, but then all of a sudden they flip a switch. But if you need some better reference, last season for Timo Meyer, he appeared in 77 games. He had 35 goals, 41 assists for a grand total of 76 points. And and here's the thing about Meyer. He's played his entire career so far with the San Jose Sharks organization. He's still relatively young. He's sort of similar to like Nico Heischer, which, by the way, is another factor that we're going to talk about momentarily. But the example that I want to use between Timo Meyer and Nico Heischer, uh, aside from them being from the same country, they actually have similar, how would I say it? NHL journeys, as in like they're still relatively young. They still have a lot of room to blossom, but they've been in the league for quite a while. So one of the things I talked about for Nico Heischer is that he's appeared in over 300 NHL games already. And it's hard to believe because we still talk about Nico Heischer as a young gun on the Devils organization. And the same can be said for Timo Meyer because he's been playing since the 2016 and 2017 season. And he has appeared in over 400 NHL games to this point. So Timo Meyer, it's actually crazy to think this, and he's similar to a lot of other Devils players, which is uh, he's still young, but he still has a lot of NHL experience underneath his belt. So this is certainly not just some sort of uh, third or second year goon that we're taking a chance on. This is someone who's as established himself in the NHL and someone who can definitely uh, solidify himself a nice role on the Devils organization. Now, which line would he play on? Well, the no-duh answer is that he would play on the same line as Nico Heischer because we saw this during the World Championships, which is we saw the connection between Nico Heischer and Timo Meyer. So I think they would have great connection. It also helps the fact that Nico Heischer, uh, he has been making himself and his teammates better throughout the course of this season. So adding Timo Meyer to the mix, someone he already has good chemistry with, that's going to be like peanut butter and jelly right there. So I think that would be a great combination to have so you would have uh the two switzerland players on the same line in that case we talk about the swedish fish connection between alexander holtz and jesper bratt but what about the swiss cheese combination between timo meyer and and uh nico heischer because they would actually hypothetically play on the same line so i did some research and Rhino Vizinski actually touched on this a while ago, and he said, the Swiss winger is exactly what Coach Lindy Ruff needs on offense, a finisher. Meyer can snap a shot and push his way to the crease to create close chances. The Devils would need to work on a long-term deal, but at 26 years of age, he fits their timeline while also adding immediate help. So obviously, Rhino Vizinski wrote this a good while ago. He wrote this back in uh, uh, late October, so this was... Uh, 
when the Devils were in the midst of their win streak. This was around the time I believe they were playing the Columbus Blue Jackets. And this was before we uh, uh, put the hammer on Johnny Goodrow and, and those boys. But the New Jersey Devils, they were uh, actually performing really well. And now it's just a matter of like, hey, are the New Jersey Devils actually going to make some noise? And here we are in early December and they're still that team making noise. So now uh, could we add Timo Meyer to the mix? Well, we'll talk about that momentarily. But first, I want to get you guys hip to Simply Safe because uh, the stuff you see in Home Alone doesn't just happen in the movies. It happens in real life. So at Lockdown Devils, we believe home should be where you and your family feel safest, especially during the holidays this season. Give yourself and your family the gift of peace and protection with the number one rated home security system, Simply Safe. And right now, Simply Safe is offering Locked On Devils listeners 40% off a new security system. But don't put this off. Here's why I love it because it keeps your protections and your belongings safe. So, Simply Safe was named the best home security system of 2022 by US News and World Report a third year in a row. In an emergency, 24 7 professional monitoring agents use Fast Protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify the threat is real so you could get high priority police response. So don't miss your chance to save big on your favorite security system. Get 40% off any new system at simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL today. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. There's no safe like Simply Safe. So here's the big question. Is it realistic that the New Jersey Devils could trade for Timo Meyer. It's realistic that they can put out an offer. I because you know they own their first round draft pick. They have a lot of great prospects. They have a lot of solid pieces that quite honestly aren't going to be long-term solutions. So we talked about Damon Severson. We talked about Mackenzie Blackwood, but they're set to become uh, restricted free agents after this season. So it's just like what what are we going to do with those players if 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 the Devils wanted to make a, a deal work come the trade deadline, I, I think those two players would come into a mix. But I think the main selling point would be that first-round draft pick that the Devils own. But keep in mind, it's not going to be all that high or good if the Devils maintain this dominance throughout the course of the season. And they have a lot of young prospects that have a lot of upside but won't be given a chance to prove themselves, especially with how good and how deep the Devils are this season. So it's realistic that they can offer a trade package for essentially anyone. But – the thing I see with Timo Meyer is just that I'm not seeing any traction in terms of trade discussions because we heard it early uh, in the offseason, but it's just like I, I think the San Jose Sharks are still trying to figure things out because while they are not the worst team in the NHL, I know early on in the year, my colleague over at Locked On Sharks, his name is J.D. Young, he was big on the San Jose Sharks tanking for Connor Bedard. However, it's just like it seems like the San Jose Sharks are performing a little better than expectations. But then again, they are in a weak division. So you're seeing teams like the Seattle Kraken come and rise out of, from, from the ashes and actually performing well. Not a knock to Seattle. You guys know that's my second favorite team in the NHL. But it's true. Like the, the Pacific Division is a weak division in the NHL. So I think the San Jose Sharks are trying to figure things out because uh, what's going to happen to Eric Carlson as well? Because uh, is he going to be traded back to the Ottawa Senators? I don't know what the case might be. So I think they're still trying to figure things out. And I get that Timo Meyer is set to become a restricted free agent after this year. 
but he's not going to be an unrestricted free agent similar to Patrick Kane. And another thing that I'm taking into consideration is his age, because like I just said, he's eight years younger than Patrick Kane. So the situation with Patrick Kane is that he's on a rebuilding team. He's going to be an unrestricted free agent after this year. And it just feels as though the writing is on the wall for him to be dealt away. So that way the Chicago Blackhawks potentially can get something from his services and not lose him in free agency for essentially nothing. But that's like an extreme worst case scenario for Chicago. But for the San Jose Sharks, they're rebuilding as well. But Timo Meyer is 26 years of age. He's going to become a restricted free agent. So it's just like, what direction are they going to take their organization in? And that's the thing I'm missing. It's one of the reasons why I'm not seeing any uh, trade scenarios out there similar to what I saw on the internet float around for Patrick Kane. So it's just like, uh, what are the San Jose Sharks going to do? And like I said, I'm not locked on Sharks. So this is from an outside perspective. So I just don't see the San Jose Sharks trading away Timo Meyer at this stage. And it's still very early to tell. And I think their main priority is just to see what Eric Carlson could do because I think he's the front runner to win the Norris Trophy. Or if not, he is one of the front runners, I think at least top three. So that's something you need to take into consideration. So overall, I would love to have Timo Meyer on this roster, but I'm just not seeing any direction or any clearance from the San Jose Sharks and to maybe peg this as a realistic option for the Devils because I would love to have Timo Meyer on this team. But if I'm thinking about this from a Devils perspective, if the Devils were struggling, would we? I, I know this is a little different because Nico Kiescher is signed long term, but just bear with me. If Nico Kiescher was on a one year contract or two years remaining, would the Devils be looking to trade Nico Kiescher? I don't think so. And I get that he's a captain as well. So it makes things a look, look, I get it. This is probably not the best example. But I'm just trying to use this as an, as an example because Nico Keisher, Jack Hughes, Jesper Bratt, we want them on our team. No matter how much we struggle, like I don't care if we were a lottery team this year. Like we want, like would we like try to trade away Jesper Bratt if we were a lottery team right now? That's a better example. No, we would not. We, we're trying to get Jesper Bratt back and sign him long term so that way he's a part of our rebuild for the future. So. I think that's a better example, like Jesper Bratt and his contract situation. So that, that's the thing I'm seeing from Timo Meyer, which is, once again, he would fit like a glove on the Nico Heischer line, and they would have that great connection. But I'm just not seeing any uh, clear indication as to whether or not they're going to part ways with Timo Meyer. So maybe I'm missing something, but that's my outside perspective. That's where, where I see in terms of Timo Meyer and his stance with the San Jose Sharks. So I looked over on the website that I work for, Pucks and Pitchforks. We saw something uh, written by Vincent Parise once again, but that was six months ago. And it's just like uh, he said that he still has one year left on his current deal, so they could either have to wait for next summer or make a trade. But it's just like I, I don't see the Devils like getting past the, the the initial conversation with the San Jose Sharks organization to try to get a deal done. So. That's where I stand with Timo Meyer and his situation with possibly being dealt away and maybe the New Jersey Devils being a suitor. So as some of you might already be aware, uh, when this episode goes live, I'll actually be making my way to New Jersey. I'll be at the Prudential Center as a credentialed media member as I'm going to cover the game between the New Jersey Devils and the New York Islanders. Really looking forward to it. I can't wait to see the reverse retro jerseys up close because they look so nice on TV. They look so nice on social media. And quite honestly, I might have to get myself one. But 
uh, as you guys know, uh, I'm going to be going there as a podcast host. So it's a little different because I'm not exactly a journalist. I do write for Pucks and Pitchforks, but Pucks and Pitchforks has their own credentialed media member, and that's Dan Rice. He's appeared on my show before. So it's just like I, I've been asking around some of my colleagues who have been credentialed before, whether they work at Locked on NHL, Locked on NBA. Basically, I, I was just trying to see, like, how do I approach this? Because as a podcaster, I don't consider myself a journalist. I consider myself as a commentator because I do research on the New Jersey Devils and I give you guys my opinion. And that's why I post it onto YouTube or a podcast streaming service. So I consider myself more as a commentator uh, as opposed to a journalist. But podcasters can be journalists as well. But it's just like, how do I approach this? Because I can't just write about the game. So I think the overall mindset I'm going to have going into uh, whatever I'm being given access to, I'm still trying to figure that out, is like, I, I guess I'm going to write a story on how the New Jersey Devils have basically went from low expectations to now high expectations. I'm going to hopefully, fingers crossed, I have access to talk to a few players, get their perspective. So I think that's what the next episode is going to revolve around, which is the New Jersey Devils and their rise from ashes. So one of my colleagues over at Locked On NHL informed me saying like, it's good to have a story in mind and tell that and do that in your commentating when you're podcasting. So that's my overall mindset because uh, in a private Twitter DM, because as you guys know, I like to react to tweets, but I'm going to keep this person anonymous. I'm not even going to post the, the, the Twitter DM onto uh, the screen. If you're watching on YouTube, just because I want to respect this person's privacy, but here's the thing. Um, this person says, surely you could see how a team had accomplished nothing, hinging their hopes on a guy, Jack Hughes, that was often injured and hadn't turned into a star they wanted with bad defense, even worse and unproven goaltending and off an off season that saw them whiff on impact guys and sell for Andre Palat and Lindy Ruff as a coach was thought to be as a destined lottery team. No. So what led up to that, basically? So this was when the Devils were on a 12-game win streak. They beat the Ottawa Senators. And someone said in the group chat saying, hey, look, Trey, Devils are on a 12-game win streak. And I said, I did not see that coming. I'll admit that. And someone responded by saying, so the Devils? And I said, uh, I was told they'd be heading straight back to the lottery where this, uh, when the season began. And that's when that person, who I've actually called out on this show before, and also in real-life Twitter, so I think you guys know who I'm getting at, basically uh, j just – went on that little tangent and just said like, here's why they were a lottery team. So saying that uh, they accomplished nothing. Well, last year they could have been better, but COVID and injuries hindered them or hinging our hopes on Jack Hughes. What about Nico Keisha and Jesper Bratt? Even if you don't think that Nico Keisha was going to become a superstar player, um, he was still very good and could be a good complimentary piece. And that's his floor. His ceiling was superstar, but his floor if he's a good complimentary piece, I'll take it. But he's exceeded that uh, 100%. Or um, saying that Jack Hughes hadn't turned into the star that we wanted. He had a bad rookie year. But during the 2021-56 game COVID season, Jack Hughes actually uh, performed really well. Just wasn't given a lot of attention outside of the Metro. So Jack Hughes, we knew that he was going to turn into something special. And last year, he was projected to get 90 or so points. But he missed most of the year due to injury. And then this year, he's taken the league by storm. And But it, I need to say something. It's worth mentioning. Jack Hughes was an all-star last year. What do you mean he, he wasn't turning into the star that we wanted? Yes, he was often injured. But 
uh, that that's something he couldn't control or saying we whipped during the course of the offseason. Well, you know, we got a few other key players that helped and, and we got better by default. So I wouldn't say it was a total whip. It's not like we were the New York Islanders and did nothing. And and then I said, like, well, I, you guys know my point. I just said my point. And he said, all that kind of proves my point, though. We didn't know the extent of Hamilton's injury because that's another X factor. I said, Dougie Hamilton is still a top 20 defenseman in this league. He was just hurt last year because of that facial fracture. He said, uh, people don't know the extent of Hamilton's injury, and he's 29. No guarantee he bounces back. You're relying on random dudes like Jonas Siegenthaler. Talked with Ryan Novoselsky and Christy Flannery about this. Jonas Siegenthaler is not a random player. If you say that Jonas Siegenthaler is a random player, you obviously do not watch Devils Hockey. Because he's been a fan favorite, according to Christy Flannery, the last couple years. And I've noticed how good he's been. He is not a random player. You think he's a random player just because he's not in the news. But we know how valuable he is. Marino was bad in Pittsburgh. BMW is cast-offs. No, they're not cast-offs. I literally talked about how Nathan Bastian, uh, during his rookie year, actually had some potential. I didn't say he was going to be a superstar or anything, but I thought he had potential. Michael McLeod led the Devils in face-offs, or uh, Miles Wood is one of the leaders of this team. So cast-offs? No. Uh, like saying all that was going to happen is uh, disingenuous. Okay, so I never said the Devils were going to be contenders or they were going to be first in the Metro at this point of the year. But I did say wild card. I did say fringe playoff team, so I was half right. But, yeah, it would be disingenuous of me to say at the beginning of the year saying the Devils were going to be a first-seeded team. I, I think a lot of people have called me crazy. So uh, that's why people have them as bad. Everything broke their way when typically that doesn't happen. So that's the story I'm going to have to conduct. Like and like I said, guys, as a credentialed media member for tomorrow's game, I don't know what I'm going to be given access to. But if I'm given access to talk to some of the players, that's the story I'm going to write. And even if I don't, that's, uh, th that's something I'm definitely going to talk about in the next episode because I'm going to shine a light on the casual hockey fans who don't understand what certain players mean to the roster or the certain backstories of certain uh, key components on Devils roster. Because like that guy just said, it's just like that that's completely 100% wrong. Okay, Jack Hughes, we knew he had potential. He just needed to be given a chance. Nico Keisha and Jesper Bratt, we knew what they brought to the organization. That's our baby big three. I've been saying that for so long. Or saying that you only see if I was a random dude or the BMW line is a bunch of cast-offs. Oh, man, uh, this gave me a headache. And this basically said, I've been holding out on this one for a special episode. And hopefully the next one is a special episode. So stay tuned. So as for today's episode, guys, that's all I'm going to have for you. So we talked about Timo Meyer, talked about uh, what I'm going to be doing as a credential media member. I, like I said, I don't know how the day is going to go, but I'm looking forward to it. So if you see me at the Prudential Center, please uh, come by and say hi and look forward to seeing a lot of you there. And we are so close to 1,000 subscribers on this channel. Help me get there before Christmas. I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Continue to stay safe. Have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils. And let's see how this goes. Fingers crossed, everybody.